Victorious. Hello, I hear you. Is it doing it? Yeah, you now you sound good now. You sound perfect now. Well, now, thank you guys for tuning into the live stream. This is the Tennessee Podcast. I am Tyler Layfield, joined by my co host, Torres Finney. Hi, Torres. What's up, Tyler? What's going on, baby? Not much. Um, yeah, what, what about your camera? Uh, you see me? Uh, you don't see me. No. Oh, wow, I see, but, I see myself so clear right now. I don't know. We'll go without it. We'll keep going with that. Oh, because I see so, you. Yeah. Really well. yeah. <laughs> Let me see if it's on the live stream. Let's see here. No, it's not popping up on the live stream. See, that's the thing. I I probably join this. Okay, can I join? Could I leave and come back? Is that a possibility? Yeah, do that. Try that. Do that. There he is. There we go. So when you do the stream, I see you can't join. You can't do your camera during the stream. You have to do it before. Uh, mm. All right, we'll restart it up. Thank you guys for tuning into the TNT podcast. I'm Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host Torres Finney. Torres, how's it going, bro? What's up going on, Tyler? Man, hey, another day, another dollar, man. Just been training, so uh, feeling good, baby. All right, what's up? Yep. What you been up to? No, that no, was a good time spending with you um, this this past weekend. We were able to um, to hang out a good bit, watch some football, Jones County versus Northside, um, yeah. and uh, Mary Persons Northeast. So it was fun hanging out with you and the the grandpa and the and Jacob. We rented a good friend of the show, Jacob Walden, and um, had some students out there doing some stuff. So it was fun. This week's been a little stress stressy ish so far, but um, it's at work. But man, it's been it's been pretty good still. So I can't complain. Yeah, man, I exactly know how you it is, man. Like, I get so busy. I am literally, like, jam-packed with something all of the time. And I'll be forgetting. Yeah. I even have it in my calendar, and I'll be hey. forgetting. Because I have to I have to sometimes, I have to pick, I have to set times for my naps. Like, I have to, like, be, I have to take some naps sometimes. <laughs> I'll be tired, boy. But, uh, man, yeah, we running, baby. We running. Yeah. About to say, I saw where you were, you uh, went to a movie. What was it, last night? Yeah, when I saw uh, Blue Beetle last night, when I saw Blue Beetle last night, you know, for our other. Now, what is that about? So, Blue Beetle is a uh, superhero movie. Uh, it's a uh, oh. DC DC superhero. Um, I've always known about Blue Beetle. He's been a part of the Young Titans, uh, the Young Justice League, uh, the Teen Titans. He's been a part of a lot of those uh, younger, up and coming superheroes. Um, mm-hmm. His comics started. I don't know. He's he been in the comics for a little bit, not not as long as obviously as the, the other cats, but. He had his views as comics, but uh, yeah, it's about beetle. It's a uh, it's a mantle that is basically a beetle, and you know it's blue and it's uh, and it gets a part of a host that it selects and it selected um one of these guys and once it selects it, um that person becomes a superhero. So uh, it was it was a good move. I gave it like a seven. It was solid. Um, good flick. I love, love George Lopez. He really played his part good in that. But 
you know. But overall, I mean, it, it was okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing like, oh my gosh, you have to go see it. But it was okay. It, mm-hmm. It's watchable. It's watchable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, man, I told you at the game, and um, you know, Dad asked me afterwards. Oh, yeah, what did Torres have to say about the opponent? I was like, we went the whole entire show. We didn't talk about your upcoming op- um, opponent. <laughs> uh, we did end up finding that news after I had like, or after we had said, oh yeah, you'll be hearing some stuff, you know, later this week. Torres is in fact having, he's going to be fighting for a UFC contract in October. I don't know how he went the whole podcast last time. Torres, you should have, you should have jumped in and said it, bro. But yeah, he's going to be doing that. And uh, October 10th, 10th right? October 10th. Mm-hmm. 10th. And you will be facing Yuri and what? what's his last name? I can't and for off. And for off. All right. So, Dad always asks it. You and I, we already kind of chit chatted about it. But uh, for the people out there listening, um, give us a little bit of a, a take of what you kind of see in your upcoming opponent. Uh, so, Yuri Panfarov, he's a uh, he's Russian. He, he moved over to the states when he was like fourteen. Um, he trains at Ultimate BJJ, or Ultimate MMA at BJJ in Connecticut. Uh, he's six and zero as well. Uh, he was also undefeated as an amateur as well. Um, has a small background. Has a small background in boxing. Has a little bit of a background in BJJ as well. Um, he's a brown belt in BJJ. Done a lot of BJJ uh, competitions. Um, so um, he brings. He brings. You know, he's going to have a little bit of grappling coming into the game. Um, he he's he's solid. You know, I, I think he's solid, but. Uh, I just think what I bring to the table, man, is just going to be a lot different than what he's ever seen. Um, I've looked at yeah. a lot of his opponents, and of a lot of his opponents, I don't feel like it's up to the test of what I face. I felt like I faced a lot of harder opponents, both amateur and pro, and I think it has allowed me to be able to set myself up for this type of situation. Um, and I think a lot of people don't actually recognize sometimes where you get pushed in other categories um, in an actual fight. It sets you up for these type of moments to if when the lights are bright, you know, what you're going to do when you get pushed, you know, what you're going to do when somebody's coming at you. And I, I don't think he's seen that yet. Um, we don't know how he's going to react. He might, he might react totally different, you know, that's, but upon from watching, um, I, I have a, I have a figure out how he's going to react once he starts seeing that pressure. And I'm not a guy that backs up and I'm not a guy that leaves off my pressure. So um, we'll see, you know, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I really, I'm really confident about the matchup. Um, I'm excited for the opportunity. Uh, to get an opportunity, you know, to fight, you know, and, and like what's crazy is, you know, our fight is the main event. You know, we're the main event of oh. the last show in Vegas, uh, October 10th. So that's the last of the uh, Contender Series? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. We're the, la- the last ever fight for this entire season of the Contender Series, Season 7. Um, you know, we're the main event. We're the feature fight. So wow. they find us down there to do the promo video for the feature fight. So uh, when you're the main event. So it's a uh, it's a pretty cool experience, man. It's it's really awesome, you know, to be in this spotlight and you know two six and zero guys have an opportunity and uh, yeah. man, it's gonna be cast off to the world. Like I said, man, this is an opportunity for everybody. It's no longer just the it's no longer just uh, the county. Thing. This is this is an international type deal, it's man. Now, yeah, the world gets to finally see Torres Finney. So yeah. I'm excited for the opportunity and I'm excited for for everybody to get a chance to see what the Punisher is gonna be bringing and. Uh, I, I'm confident I will have that UFC contract after uh, October 10th. I'm confident. In oh, that. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Uh, so you guys are going to be the main event. How many fights? I, I'm I've yet to watch a um a, a contender series 
you know, um, you know, card before. How many fights are on on a card like the uh, these? Um, five. There's only five fights. Okay, only five fights, and you're the fifth. Or if most of them right. be done, they'd be done by 9 30 to 10. It's quick. Oh, nice. Nice little weekday thing, you know. Get 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 to sleep still early. All right. So you said y'all are both undefeated. You said six and oh. Mm-hmm. His and that that's I wonder how many do you know how many fights he's had as an amateur? Yes, he had uh five, I believe. Yeah, five. Five, five mm-hmm. as an amateur, six as a pro. And um, I know we talked about it, you know, you and I at the game. Uh, all first round finishes and by submission, right? Yeah, all by submission. Mm-hmm. All all six of his. Uh, yeah, he has all first round finishes, uh, all by submission. Um, most of them rear naked chokes. He got an arm bar, but most of them are rear naked chokes. Yeah, I'll be I'll basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a go to for a lot of folks. I feel like it's, it's like an easier one, right? Yeah, it's easy when um, you don't know how to defend it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's easy when you don't know how to defend it. Yeah, and you go, and if you guys want to, you can go and do a little bit of scouting yourself. You can go on YouTube. Immediately when I found out the opponent, I went and looked up um, some of his recent fights and uh, saw some stuff. He is like a fan favorite, but, um, you know, Torres and I have talked, and at these kinds of things, there's not a lot of seats available. So, and neither of them, I think, where, where does he fight out of technically um, in, in, the, in the United States? You're out of Tennessee. Where's he out of? Connecticut. Connecticut. So this, both of you guys are going to be out of your – your regions, your areas. So not going to be anything of like a home crowd advantage to any degree here. But that is one thing I've noticed. He, he's a crowd pleaser. It's a, He's a guy like uh, when you're coming in, he's got this. If y'all, y'all ought to look it up. But he's got like a like a polar bear type thing on uh, coming into the into the arena. And they're all chanting, Yuri, Yuri and stuff. So he has that crowd factor to him, just like Torres does. Um, so I think I think that's one thing that has kind of got him up to this point. So that's um, it'll be interesting seeing uh seeing him go against you um in this one. So, um, man, pretty awesome stuff. Anything else you want to bring up when it comes to this fight? Uh, no, uh, not really, man. It's just uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I just y'all just got to tune in for yourself to see it. You know, I'm not a, like I always say. I don't make predictions. You know, the only thing I say is I'm going to have my hand raised at the end of that night, and I will have that contract. So. Um, however, the fight finish, whatever, whatever, whatever shows up first is how I'm gonna get it done. I am going in there to finish to get the job done, but I am excited for the opportunity. I really am, and uh, yeah, man. Like I said, main event, you know, with a feature fight, last fight for the entire season on the contender series. So uh, it will be something to definitely watch and be mindful of. And looking at that whole card, I mean, I think we're probably like the most. That obviously, there's a reason why we're the main event, but like, yeah, like that whole card ain't. You got like um, a one twenty five weight. You got one one seventy. I think you got a fifty five and a forty five or so. You might have some f- crazy things happen, you know, especially with those weight classes. But when you got two guys fighting contenders, everybody's there to try to impress Dana, and everybody's there to try to get that contract. So, um, okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it is fire. The nights, the, the fights be crazy. Um, if anybody, I don't know if anybody ever saw. Did you, do you remember watching uh, Trevor Peaks fight? On the contender uh, series, the last one, or no, 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 I've never seen it. I didn't, I didn't watch that one live. I remember watching the highlights them immediately after, though. Um, and they said that was a pretty awesome fight, and I was able to watch, you know, the tail end of it. Whatever you know, UFC had shared up to that point on Twitter is what I was able to see. Okay, yeah. So that's that's very similar, a little bit. That's that's it's nuts. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited, man. You know, so 
Yeah, Yuri. Might, so I already said this, man. Yuri had his opportunity to please Dana when Dana came uh, to Boston to watch them fight. Mm -hmm. Boston, Massachusetts. He was on Dana the Dana White looking for a fight. Yep, Dana White went there. Uh, he was one of the guys. He was there going to see him in the main event, and he didn't please. You know, he did, that was your opportunity, man. And you know, obviously, he's got a, he's getting a second chance to do that. And I think uh, now. Um, I'm going to take advantage of my opportunity. You know, yeah. you don't get two chances to please. Now it's my time. You had your time. Now it's my time. Because most of the time on that Dana White looking for a fight, Dana White looks to go and give the contract. He looks to give the automatic UFC contract. He don't usually gives Dana White contender series, you know, uh, contender series contracts at, at those shows. Mm -hmm. He gives the actual contract. Straight up contract. Wow. You're, you're, you're in, you're in, please. So he's get obviously he's giving Yuri a second chance, but um, no, this won't this won't be a second chance. This will be much uh, opportunity, and I'm going to take advantage of. It. Yeah. So I saw that you were um, you were streaming live Saturday night for uh, the UFC card um, th this past weekend. I'm about to go grab my computer charger real quick. Go into this card a little bit. I'm about to join you back, and I got a couple questions for you. It'll be just a second. So go ahead and start breaking down this card real quick. Oh, no problem. So, look, we just had UFC 292. Oh, funny. In Boston, Massachusetts. So that was a, actually a really good card for uh, everybody that tuned in. You know, you had opportunity to see a lot of different guys on that card. Um, Ian Gary versus Neil Magny, that which ended in the decision, which was a phenomenal performance by Ian Gary. Obviously not too fan-favorited on the back end on how he acted and how he, you know, reacted to the after the fact um, of getting the win. But, hey, he had a really solid performance. Wayne Zane, I mean, uh, Wei Lee, man, Zane Wei Lee. I mean, oh, my gosh. She absolutely de destroyed Lemus, Amanda Lemus. I mean, uh, it, it was uh, it was a massacre. It was a massacre. I mean, I think the stats, uh, Wei Lee. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I heard she just dominated the whole entire time. Let me go see the stats real quick. Let me see. I'm about to go back just, to the stats. She didn't finish it right, but she she pretty much just from start to finish just went to town. Two, she landed 296 strikes to Amanda Lima's 29. Mm. Bro, six takedowns. To zero. I mean, I mean, oh my God, bro, that I mean, you talk about a massacre. That's not even. I don't. That's like you hitting pads. That's not even like. Oh my gosh, two ninety six to twenty nine. That is absurd. Way lead. Wei Lee just, oh my gosh, Wei Lee Zhang. I mean, she just killed that girl. Um, I don't even, I don't even have anything else to say. I knew, I knew the stats were bad because we saw it on the team, but seeing it, oh, it was even worse. Like that's just bad. Ah, right, y'all, that is awful. I mean, but then again, it just showed you how good Wei Lee uh, Zhang is. You know, you look at her, um, and you see like what she brings to the table. She's the best in our weight class, and some think she might be the best since, especially with Amanda Nunes retiring, she might be the best women's fighter on the planet right now. And she showed that in that fight. She didn't even went even close. And then we get to the main event uh, with Aljamain uh, Sterling, the champion versus Sean O'Malley. I did. I did watch this fight, by the way. And man, what an upset! You know, um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think a lot of people thought all Jermaine was going to go in there and get the takedown and, um, you know, get on top, you know, look for submissions. Um, But I will say props to Sean O'Malley um, doing being really good at keeping his distance, staying long with his jab, staying long on all Jermaine. What I wasn't impressed with on all Jermaine was all Jermaine was very, he shot a lot of naked shots, you know, not a lot of things set up. Um, His his setups to his takedowns just wasn't good to me. Um, but congratulations to Sean O'Malley. You know, he looked really good. Um, and that counter, man, that step back right, you know, you can literally see Aldermaine see the punch as he's trying to turn on. He can see the punch coming. Mm. Uh, man, it landed right down the button. And that was the best chance for Sean to win. Everybody was like, it's not like Aldermaine has the best chin in the world. You know, he gets he's gotten dropped before. Heck, he got dropped when he fought Peter Young, you know, before the disqualification. He got dropped a few yeah, times. Yeah, he did. You know, so like he's been dropped. He get, when he got knocked out, you know, he got dropped. He's been dropped a lot. So, but it's, he's really good at recovering because of how good his jujitsu is. Very Charles Oliveira s, but just not like Charles. See, Charles more deadly on the ground. But like, yeah, but all Jermaine is so deadly on the ground. People are scared to go down there with him. But really good job by Sean O'Malley being uh, aggressive with the ground and pound. You know, once he saw him hurt, he started oh, he going to town. He going to town, yeah. And you know, some people thought it was an early stoppage. You could say that, but when your eyes start rolling, man, you got to remember the referee is literally standing right there. You can't go back what you see on TV. The referee mm-hmm. is standing right there, and the moment your eyes go, that's yeah. it. That's he it. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just popping a man. Uh, Louis, Louis uh, done said in one comment. I'll read that here to you in a second. But uh, he was telling me instead, because it was at the Boston Garden, he said instead of bouncing uh, Spalding basketballs, they were bouncing Sterling heads at the <laughs> – at the Boston Garden, so he was saying just the way his head was going off the canvas. So, um, yeah, so that 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 was Louis' take on it. Yeah, O'Malley, uh, it was a fun fight. I, I did watch it, you know, for the time that it lasted. It wasn't a real long fight, obviously. Um, but you know, a lot of people kind of questioned all Jermaine even when he got the belt, right? With the, the P- Peter Yawn, um, disqualification, and he's had to try to kind of back up that legitimacy to it. and. O'Malley's always been a guy we've talked about him, you know, shoot, since we've been doing this. I mean, you even before that, you know, because you, you kept up with it before the show even began. But um, O'Malley's always been a guy, a crowd favorite. You know, everybody likes watching this guy fight. He's fun. Shoot, I like watching him fight. Um, so it was cool to see him get a big win for once. Um, you know, I think it was – what was the – how many fights ago was it where he hurt his leg, like, really early? You know, remember about, what I'm talking about? About, about five fights ago. Five five ago. Yeah, I remember that. And I hated it because I mean I was starting to ride that. Oh, high Vera. When uh it was yeah. actually it was in 2020 when we were doing a show and Jordan had made up a, a prediction because I didn't think Sean was yeah. gonna be at that time. And Jordan was correct on that. He got that he got he that prediction. Yeah, yeah, it was Cheeto Vera. But now it looked like Cheeto, we could be seeing a rematch because he fought on that card as well. And he he yeah. beat Pedro Munoz in that fight. Yeah, man, I miss I miss those. Two. We have to get get some fight podcast going back again and some. Yeah, we do for sure, man. We're already for talking. Sure. We're already talking with Kobe and uh, Jackson about doing a little, you know, collaboration with uh with them in the goal line stand. Um, doing doing some college football playoff predictions and and whatnot for the year highs and stuff. Uh, maybe potentially doing that Sunday. I'm hoping we can maybe make that happen. I'm gonna see if I can get freed up. I know you said so. Hopefully that's something we could do. The other thing that Louie mentioned in the comments, he said that Ian Gary is a bad boy. He loves Ian Gary. 
Uh, he said he went. He just went to work uh, this past Saturday night. Do you, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, Ian Gary looked really good against Neil Magny. Uh, mm -hmm. He destroyed Neil Magny the whole fight. Wasn't even close. Um, but my, my one of my things about with uh, Ian Gary is his uh, finishing. Uh, he don't finish fights, and I think that's going to come back to haunt him if he don't continue to learn how to do that. Uh, the longer you keep a wounded animal in the fight, they're fighting for their lives. They always got a shot. Mm. You have to finish fights if you if you have the opportunity. And he had an opportunity. He had Neil Magny hurt multiple times, and he did not go for the finish. And you can say, oh, he was trying. He was trying to be saved. No, mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't. I don't, I don't think he uh, – he saw him hurt and was like, well, I can just keep doing this all day. Well, sometimes doing it all day isn't what's going to cut it sometimes because as we've seen on multiple occasions, Glover takes Sharon, Yuri Prozakis, uh, Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards. Uh, how many fights do we keep naming? You know, Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva leaving guys out there when they easily – they've been dominating the whole fight. Dominating the whole fight and it comes down to the last round and boom, you get caught with something. You don't want to take that chance, Ian Gary. I, I I wanted to see him finish more, but yeah, he looked phenomenal. He did look good. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing we were going to bring up today that we we're going to discuss, um, because ironically, it's not a whole whole lot to discuss, just because this is, you know, during during the season, Torres, we're going, you know, Torres and I, we're going to be doing college football predictions, uh, NFL predictions throughout the week. We'll pick at least a handful of games from each one that we deem as great games. And we'll make our picks from there, even talk about the spread and whatnot. So we actually have um, some games this Saturday, uh, nothing earth shattering, you know, nothing crazy groundbreaking to it. Um, but, you know, football being football where, you know, we could still kind of talk about it a little bit. We also have some, you know, college football starting, um, you know, with week one, because this is technically week zero week one is next starting next Thursday with, um, a game we'll, we'll get into here in a minute. So we're, we're going to talk about some games, Torres. You can bring up your your list if you want to. Um, talk about some games that we see as maybe being some good ones. There's not a ton, but maybe even be begin to talk about what some games that we really want to watch just to see what this specific team looks like. You know, maybe there's some teams out there that we just want to like, hey, I'm going to be watching this one because I want to see blank, you know. Um, so I, or just the whole season. Uh, let's, look, let's look at week one. Yeah, okay. let's look at let's look at week one just to get that preface because I mean, really week to week we're gonna be able to cover those I guess and you know to be honest with you there's some games that we could look at now into the season that may not mean as much later on because there might be like a new team like like a TCU of last year that'll yeah, pop right. on the scene that make things you know even crazier so um yeah just out of week zero week one we can highlight some um I'll, I'll bring up the first one and I'll let you bring up the one from there next Thursday we got Florida go going to Utah number fourteen yeah. Utah. Um, that'll be an eight o'clock ESPN. Utah is a four and a half point favorite. The reason I'm looking at this, um, I've already said my thoughts on Florida. You know, we've, we've come out. I think they're going to be, um, you know, bottom of the SEC. I really do. I think they're going to be, you know, down there bottom feeders this year. I don't see them being a great team. Um, this will be a little bit of a revenge game rematch type thing from last year. If you remember week one last year, this game in, uh, you know, in Gainesville, uh, Florida ended up pulling this out. It was a big win, big upset for them. Everybody thought, whoa, Anthony Richardson, Heisman. Florida's going to make a run. And it was nothing but a steady, steady fall from there for um, for Florida. Utah was able to win some pretty decent games throughout the year. Obviously not enough to make college football playoff. But their team, they're, they're bringing back their quarterback, um, Cameron Rising. Um, they got some some other 
decent pieces on the team. It's a it's a well made team, honestly. Like you know, it's a it's a a well built team that you know they've been able to establish over the years um, with you know decent defense, you know, for a Pac twelve team, um, and then you know with a decent enough offense to back it up as well. So um, you know, obviously Dalton Kincaid uh, leaving for the NFL, he's with the Buffalo Bills now, but they're supposed to have a pretty good tight end behind him, uh, Keith, I think is his last name. So it'll be interesting to me, number one, just seeing what Florida looks like. Are they going to be the team that I am kind of pegging them to be? Um, and then number two, seeing what Utah can do, um, you know, in in this, you know, playing at home now, can they come out, make a statement, win early in the season to maybe do something this year in the Pac-12? That's that's going to be mine. I'll take Utah to cover that four and a half, by the way. What about you? What do you, what do you think with that? I mean, we both made that same prediction a few weeks ago when we did the SEC East and uh, – we both, you know, we weren't too high high on Florida going into the season, but that is a game to watch. Um, we do know that first game of the season, it stuff gets wild. Um, I expect that game to actually be close, but I do expect Utah to cover. I do think Utah gets that game, yeah. especially how close they was able to play it last year in Gainesville, and I don't think really Florida has uh, exponentially gotten that much better than last year compared to Utah. So um, I really do like that game. I expect that game to be a really good one. It's only one on the night, so – um, definitely yeah. gonna be tuning in. So you know, most of now, most of the time I be sitting here trying to look for something on TV to watch. You know, after I watch film, I watch watch a lot of film on my guy. But after I watch film, I'll be like, man, where's someone on TV to watch? And after that, you know, is uh, <laughs> it's nothing but like, hey, TV shows here and there. So definitely got some football to show up, and I'm excited for next Thursday. I mean, we got football this weekend. Um, but I'm be honest yeah. with you, I don't care too much for a Navy Notre Dame, even though I think a Navy team, you don't sleep on them. Especially against yeah, Notre Dame, play, but I think Notre Dame will win that, and then you got USC and San Jose, San Jose State. So, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean, you, you could say you want to see. I mean, just those will be games you can tune into to see. You know, how does Sam Hartman look as starter for Notre Dame now? You know, what does Notre Dame look like with him at quarterback now? I mean, he is a solid freaking quarterback. He'll be pretty good. And then, you know, um, what's the what's the head coach name for Notre Dame? Marcus. Um, you know what I'm talking about? What's his, talking name? About Marcus, I can't his last name right now. Yeah, but see, seeing how he, he's built the team up, it'll be pretty good. Um, and then USC, looking to see what USC's kind of looking like. You know, another year of Caleb Williams, um, you know, bringing Marcus in. Freeman. Say that again? Marcus Freeman. That's it, Marcus Freeman. And then USC, you know, with, with the additions they've been able to make in the offseason, both at the transfer portal and uh, through the recruiting class, it'll be – just interesting to see what they look like, but um, but neither team, obviously, I'm I'm am I going to doubt? I'm not going to get doubt either one of those teams, you know, Notre Dame and USC in these respective matchups. So, what's a um, what's a week one matchup you're going to be looking at? Well, you know, obviously, like we said, we got Florida, Utah, but uh, another week one matchup that I'm looking forward to is uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Not a ton to choose from, but there's a couple yeah. in here. It is. I got to get to the down. See, I, I'm on the whole FBS schedule. So, like, I'm when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at all the FBS teams. So, there's a few teams on here unranked. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, you got the uh, North Carolina-South Carolina game, the Dukes-Mayo Classic. Yeah. That's a fun I'm game to watch. Um, obviously, you know, we um, – I, I think I'm a little bit over – a little bit on South Carolina, but I do think South Carolina potentially could be third. They could finish third in the in the East, and they got a really good game uh, against North Carolina, who you know who's ranked number twenty one. And mm-hmm. I see North Carolina as the favorite in this matchup, uh, minus two and a half. And I think that game gonna be close. I think that game is gonna be close. You know, having Spencer Rattler coming back, 
Um, a lot of people, you know, was all was big into um, Beamer as the head coach. And uh, I, I think the way to South Carolina ended the season last year, man, you know, uh, let's see if they're going to keep that stuff rolling because actually North Carolina ended the season pretty bad last year. Um, they lost the last four games. They lost to Georgia Tech uh, four by four. North Carolina State in double overtime lost to Clemson. They lost to Oregon in the bowl game. So they did not finish the season how they wanted to finish it. But most of the time you can't have a lot of things carry on to the next following season unless you have those same players, which I think South Carolina does. So South Carolina do have those guys coming back. Uh, I like Beamer as a head coach. Um, I'm going to go with the upset in the Bank of America Stadium. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. I mean, that that's definitely a game I have uh, have pegged on there. Uh, I want to see. It's wild to think that. I mean, to me, it's wild to think that North Carolina is the favorite here. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I yeah, I love the quarterback. You know, I, I love. I love the the offense that they were able to put up last year but they they lost a good bit you know josh downs leaving now um you know he, he was a big piece of that offense i think great great wide receiver um in my opinion and they did go and pull uh nate mccollum from georgia tech um i think he's a pretty good wide receiver that's a, one that georgia kicked the tires on if georgia kicking the tires on i think he's pretty good uh really speedy guy um but drake may you know is he going to be able to do this kind of not that sense by himself, but is he going to be able to carry the load? Um, if you've kept up with transfer portal stuff, we may have mentioned it here before already, but um, the NCAA has rescinded two transfers uh, from with their teams just due to the double transfer rule that they've now instated, where you uh, you can't transfer twice without like I think there's like exceptions. There's just a couple exceptions to it, and one of those guys that doesn't qualify now is their transfer wide receiver Devontae Walker. Um, who was supposed to be pretty good for them. So he won't be able to play for them now this season. Uh, they just found that out a couple weeks ago. So um, that is going to be a big thing here. Not real huge on their defense as well. Um, they did lose Tony Grimes. Um, he is gone, so that kind of sucks for him. But Miles um, Murphy is there. They did have one guy that I, used, that I really liked too. Travis Shaw, I don't know how much he's going to actually play, but he's been – he he's been pretty good. Um, at least he was a very highly rated, you know, kid coming out of high school. Um, but outside of that, they're gonna have to prove it to me on defense. I do think um South Carolina's gonna win this one. I'll take them in the upset as well. Them plus the points, that's easy for me, man. I, yes, I think same. I'll put that. And same. there is some there is a little hesitation here. I was just listening to Josh Pate this morning. Juice Wells still isn't back with the team. He's I got him in our college football fantasy go, you know, go figure. But um, he's not yet cleared, so that that's a big piece of the puzzle for South Carolina that's not yet in the mix, and we're not that far away from week one. So um, that part kind of sucks. Well, I, um, I want to ask you something before we get to the next game. Um, go ahead. We were breaking news earlier today um, about Brandon Robinson, you know, for UGA, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on how much of an impact. Oh, tell me. Break it for me. I didn't see this yet. Oh, you didn't see it? Where? Swear, oh, he's, tell out, me. he's out for the season. No, he ruptured. He ruptured his uh, Achilles tendon in a non-contact injury. Branson Robinson. Branson Robinson. No freaking way! I don't get my Bleacher Report stuff anymore, man. I, I haven't been on my phone near really all day. God, man, that really freaking blows. Ruptured his patella tendon in practice. I'm just now seeing that. Wow, that does freaking blow. All right, but. Um, if if we're if we're looking into this, um, yeah, it's wild that I'm just not finding that out. 
But um, if we're looking into this, my, my thoughts on it, um, we do have depth there. Uh, is the depth solid enough? I'm a little shaky now, man, um, as far as our running back depth. Kendall Milton, it's like Anthony Davis, you know. Um, he's yeah, great he when is. He's, out there. he's yeah. great when he's out there, but, you know, when, are we going to be able to bank on him being out there, you know, kind of thing. It's always something, man. He's still coming back from a hamstring injury now, so that's that's something – Oh, man, I hate that he's out for the season, though. But Kendall Milton, he'll be back. It's just a matter of how long are we going to get him before the next thing, you know, and then will we be able to get him back again? Um, outside of that, Dejan Edwards. Um, I, I like Dejan Edwards. Roger Robinson. Yeah, Dejan Edwards solid from Coca County. He's like, you know. Where's Roger Robinson from? Where he's from? Roger Robinson came from California. He's a, He was committed to UCLA. Now, he's just a tank. He's just huge, huge, dude. He's just a huge kid, just downhill runner, just tank man that's the best way i can freaking describe him so um he you know he'll, he'll get some play this year we're gonna be rotating people in i mean it's no it's no you know surprise now to me why i've been hearing camp reports that cash jones our former walk-on out of texas has been getting a lot of run he's gonna be our third down back this year um if you remember those guys growing up when we were watching uga those white guy walk-ons we always had you know Fraser yep, uh, yep. hudson and all them boys you know getting the He'll be the next one of those. Um, and he's solid. He's a solid guy, and it's great that we can have guys like that as walk-ons. Um, but he, he was a, like a three-star back that came in as a walk-on. He's awesome. Um, so, I mean, it'll be cool to see him get in the games more now. Um, I do think he's capable of doing some stuff, especially in the past game. Um, and then the big, the big key to this dude, and he's coming back. We didn't get to see him last year, but all the hype was on this dude coming in. He was going to be – dude, people were saying – because him and Branson came in together last year – they said he was outshining Branson, and Branson was the five-star guy, and he was a three-star guy. Andrew Paul, uh, he's a three-star coming out of Texas last year. We were able to snag him late in the recruiting class, uh, came down to us in Clemson, and then he tore his ACL right before the season started. But he was yeah. all the age last year at camp. Uh, so he's been coming back. Makes it he's been looking good. We're about to bank on this guy to come in and make some plays. Um, another couple guys you can name, um, Savon Clark. Uh, another walk-on that we had. I believe he came from Putnam County, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he was actually going to transfer. He entered the transfer portal this this you know offseason, but he ended up coming back. Um, he's a great walk-on guy again, too. He might get some run now. And then you got a transfer that we got from Tennessee, uh, Lenneth Whitehead, which I don't know if he's really going to get much run. He's a bigger, heavy guy, fodder. But um, those are the guys we're going to have to work with. So, I mean – We'll rotate it out. We were going to be a passing team anyways. I've been saying this for a little while now. We're going to be a pass. You can't not pass the ball with the weapons we got now. That's true. That's that, true. that really sucks. That really sucks that that happened. Well, see, you know, looking at it now is, is more the fact that, you know, we got four, our first four games is allowing us. You know, that's the only thing I like with our schedule really is it allows us. Exactly. We can we can play around a little bit with this. We can all right. We want to use the three star walk on. All right. If we want to use this guy, we got to transfer from Tennessee or California. Like we can utilize these different backs at different times to open up and see where our offense is headed. All right. So you might we might we might have to deal with the same thing we had to deal with last year early on in the season. Man, Jordan don't look good. They only beat uh whoever we playing. UT Martin by 20 points, okay? I really don't think it's going to be that case this year. I think we're going to average a lot more points a game. I really do. I hope so. I really do. I hope so. I really do. I think that. I really but do. I you could be right. You could be right. I hate that about Branson, man. I hate that. Oh, 
Man, I saw the breaking news see here then because I thought you saw yeah, it. Yeah, man, dang it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Bleach report, I gotta mess with my phone because I have not been getting bleach report notifications and I've not been on the forum. I'm sure it's all over the forums now that I read every day, but I have not been able to get on it today. Like, it's been one of them days at work. I was just busy, busy, busy. But, um, but man, that's crazy. Well, uh, we got a couple more. And I'll let you bring up the the granddaddy of the mall here in a minute for you for week yeah. one. I'll I'll cover one more here uh, that I'm going to be interested to see just for the sheer you know seeing these teams. Um, and that's Colorado going against number 17 TCU. TCU is a 21 point favorite. You got Dion Primetime Sanders um, and his team, his uh, Louis Vuitton luggage coming with him to TCU. <laughs> um, you know that. Seeing them boys now, um, you know, at the Division One level, um, you know, going, going against uh, um, some some legit talent now, um, that'll be interesting to see for me. I want to see what this Colorado team looks like. I mean, I think we're all in that same boat. You know, we we know Dion coming in, bringing his boys with him, the mass exodus out, the mass, you know, um, coming in of the, the new players that he got through transfer portal. What does this look like? What does this team look like? How how are they going to compete? You know. Um, can they put up a little bit of a fight against TCU? You know, and what, and more importantly, you know, maybe not more importantly, but you know, another big thing here, what does TCU look like now? You know, um, the quarterback gone, um, you know, they, they have a, some DBs gone, you know, their number one wide receiver gone, Quentin Johnston in the league now. So what does this team look like? They were able to add some key transfers, but are they going to be able to make another run like we saw last year? That's what I'm going to be interested to see, but I, I will take, it's at TCU. Um, they they have been able to load up on some high caliber players. It's Dion's first year. I'll take I'll take TCU to cover the twenty one. Um, I will say I'm taking TCU to win the game, but I'm gonna give a little bit more uh, respect to Colorado. I think they actually have a little bit of a close game. I think they shock us a little. I haven't bit. seen it. You know, I haven't seen it yet, so I just can't put any thing behind it. Uh, may, may, maybe I'm on the train, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Dion just a little bit early. But I've already said I've already said this once he went there. I said his first year he gonna he gonna look booty. It ain't it ain't gonna be pretty year one, but it's not gonna be his fault. It's not gonna be too much his fault. And the reason why it's I say he lost to Vanderbilt his first season, so it, there you, you go. Know. Like he got a rough schedule. I mean, on the road to TCU, on the road to Oregon, USC at home. On the road to UCLA, Oregon State, who's ranked number 18, and then Utah. Yeah. You got three top 10. Well, take that back. Well, yeah, yeah. You got three top 25 ranked teams on the road. All right. Utah going to mm-hmm. be there. Uh, USC, I mean, Oregon, you know, you playing TCU early, who's the, you know, run up in the national championship. I mean, look, man. This ain't no easy schedule for these boys. So don't come in here with these crazy expectations. Now, look, if Colorado finds a way to get through this season and then find a way to win eight games, even seven, that's a, that's plus. I, I, I would say he's done he's done more than enough. Because when the last time Colorado been relevant? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, if it's he's winning seven or eight games, that's a win. Like, don't come, like you know what you you know what made me mad one time because I I was I was a little bit of a Herm Edwards fan for Arizona State, and where mm-hmm. when you know you know he went to Arizona State and I think they had one season where they won eight games and he had another, then they fell off a little bit only won like six or seven, and I'm like, you know, for the understanding of what Arizona State has been, that's not bad of a season. Like, give this man some time. Now he did have one season where I think he only won like three or four games. That was bad, but. Yeah. 
seven to eight games, there are certain teams that needs to understand where they are, and it takes time. Like, give a guy like Herm or give a guy like Dion, give them more than just two or three years. Like, let's give these guys five, six, seven, eight years to build what they want to build. Okay, by that time, the things ain't happening right, so be it. But sometimes I'm, I'm big about believing in the process, all right? And you got certain things, like, like the SEC, the SEC head coaches. I hate that. I hate that for a lot of the SEC head coaches. They get these guys, they fire them after two or three seasons. Oh, they ain't winning. Who gonna beat Alabama and Georgia consistently all the time? Like you have to be realistic yeah, with give yourself. Him time. You give like these guys time. With, with Norvell, you know, they had to give him time. You know, they wouldn't be where they're at now if they had just fired him after that. You know, first first exactly. couple of seasons. Exactly. You know? That's so. what I'm saying. I don't like that. I, I I've never liked that. Heck, even look at Alabama. Mm-hmm. They lost to Louisiana Monroe year one. Come on, man. Like yeah. <laughs> Arkansas. Like now, look at them. Imagine, like, man. Yeah. Nick Saban, we're trash farm. Yeah. You you would hope that Colorado, after all these years, you know, getting a guy like him in, they'd give him a little bit of a grace period. I mean, like you said, they are going against, you know, big teams. You know, you named them out, TCU, Oregon, USC, UCLA, um, Oregon State, like you said, Utah. Um, you could even throw in, um, I think it's Arizona State, where Jaden Rashada went, the kid that was going to go to uh, Florida, but then backed out because the NIL fell through. They said he's been looking pretty good so far, and he actually, you know, might play pretty early there. Nebraska now with Matt Rule, that might be something to actually watch now. Um, and then Arizona sometimes even has some decent teams. They got they got a star receiver coming back, uh, Cowling. So um, who knows? It, it's going to be a pretty tough season, dude. There's going to be a lot of losses, um, but you know, are they going to give them that time? Like that's a good point you make. So take it to the grand day. Go ahead. I was like, they go five hundred. Is they're, that's that's good. good. That's a win. That's, that's a, win. a win. If if they go five hundred, that's a win. Um, but what I was gonna say, take us take us to that main main event, the main event of this weekend. What is it, man? Yes, we already know. Week one main event, seven thirty ABC. LSU ranked number five, going against number oh, eight, Florida State. What a game that is, man. That's that's gonna be a really good game. Heck, I'll be landing in Orlando during that time, so. Ain't Camping World kickoff in Orlando? That is, man. That is. You're gonna be in the city. Oh, what you gonna be in for? Uh, that's why I'm gonna be. I'm gonna train there with uh, Fusion XL with Rodolfo, Leona Machida, all those guys. Field Road, get some get some good rounds in there uh, for my training Thank camp. Um, but yeah, I'll be there during that time. Um, and well, I'm about to make a pit stop. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, LSU, Florida State, man. Um. That's going to be interesting, okay? That's going to be really interesting. You know, going into that going into that game, looking at a lot of the things that's showing up, LSU is a team that a lot of people are heavy on early into this season. Alabama, you know, going into the SEC West, I see a lot of people predicting. I I, I had a few Alabama fans listen to the podcast. Some back at PKP, they, they did not like your uh, prediction on Alabama. I, I bet they didn't. <laughs> they did not I like it. Them either. But look, look, they did say this. They respect it. Because they don't know. They said, we don't know. We do have a lot of questionable things that are happening and going, going into this upcoming season. They were, they did have a lot of questions. You're not so yeah. sure on the quarterback. You're not so sure on the running game. It's more by committee. You know, the wide receivers aren't the craziest things out there like they had in the past. So they are 
they are respecting your pick, but they still don't like Alabama losing three games in the season. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it honestly, is. Honestly, like I said, it could it could at least be two. I mean, that third one is, is the kind of toss-up for me. That's that Texas one. But I could just – hey, I was talking to Jackson Cardell. Me and him did some best ball drafts this, uh, this weekend. We were talking, and he agrees wholeheartedly with me. He has the same record going down, man. He has it three losses. Mm-hmm. LSU, look. Well, we're going to see more of who LSU is, and we're also going to see who Florida State is. As crazy as it sounds, this is a playoff implication game um, in week one. Yeah. Um, whoever wins this game is obviously going to have a really good head going forward. Um, if you had to say a team that needs to win the most, um, I would say the team that needs to win the most would be Florida State. Um, reason why I say that, LSU has a lot more games like this that they can capitalize on. They can make up, they can make up where Florida State do not. They have Clemson on the road, which is a big game. It is a big game. You go on the road, too. and that is going to be tough. You go on the road and beat Clemson. But after that, Florida State, as of right now, they don't play another ranked team. They got Virginia Tech at home, Syracuse at home, Duke at home, Wake Forest on the road, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, then Florida. Like Florida State, after this game, or so they play this game two weeks, and then they play Clemson. You don't have nothing else. There's there's literally nothing else. There's literally nothing else after that that's really just going to help open up your schedule. So them beating LSU, in in my opinion, is a must for Florida State. So if you ever want to look forward to, like, playoff implications and thinking about, oh, the big part of the season, you know, towards the end of the season, this is that type of game for them, man. But I do believe in LSU a little bit. I think they're going to start slow a little bit. But we're going to see what more we're going to see a lot with this quarterback. Uh yeah, give me LSU and take the points. Yeah, what is the spread on this one? I didn't look at that. Uh, yet. LSU minus two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I'll take them to cover that. I'll take them to win this game. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. I like LSU. It's no secret. We said that on the show last time. You know, when we did the SEC preview show. Um, I love them. I like a lot of people. That's like the off-season darling. I feel like this year is LSU. Um, Florida State, like. Hey, you make a great point. Um, I will say this, though, just because if they do lose that game, I think that if they go – I mean, obviously, if they go and win it out, win the ACC, obviously, I still think they have a really good chance at making the playoff. Um, they probably do in that case. Um, but like you said, you, you know, LSU can make it up. That is – LSU, man, they got, they, they got a lot of big games, and that's, that's just to kick it off. Um, I like them here. Uh, Florida State still want to see some stuff from them, but there's a lot of continuity there with LSU, um, and there's just a lot to like defensively and offensively, and that's that's why I'm going to go with them. And I heard their um their offensive line is is is, is looking pretty good. Who is it? There was a one team that he was talking about today that they oh yeah Oregon yeah Josh Pate today on Oregon he was saying that a lot of people were doubting them coming into this year because of the offensive oh, line like they 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 lost like four offensive linemen. But he said, man, they love their – they love the offensive line right now. The offensive linemen are kicking butt. So, if they get – Oregon's going to make a, make a deep run, it looks like. Um, they might be up there challenging USC this year for, for Pac-12 champs, and they could make a college football playoff run. So They were close last year. I mean, if Oregon handled business against Washington, we would have saw Oregon in the playoffs as much as people hated hated that to happen. Oregon over Alabama and Tennessee. But, yeah, if Oregon would have won out, they would have made the playoffs. I didn't care what nobody yeah. said. That was gonna happen, but yeah, they, it was it was. I remember talking about that. You're right. But they stuck it up against Washington. That game happened, but Bo Nix got hurt in that game. So um, you know, but hey, got a chance this year. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, man. Well, hey, I think we covered everything we were we set out to cover. I know you probably got some stuff going on with Fight Week, correct? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning into the live stream. Um, if you're out there, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're listening that way, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you can uh, find podcasts. Really, if you want to support the um the show, go to the description, click the link tree, and you can uh, help us out in a multitude of different ways. So, thank you guys for listening, and as always, we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.